Welcome to A Bumpy Road, Adapting to Disability. In this podcast, we will discuss the ups, downs, and in-betweens of the disabled family experience. The hosts of this podcast are Ijoma Ross, Mark DePrado, and me, Rain DePrado. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of A Bumpy Road. Um, Mother's Day was yesterday, so happy belated Mother's Day to all the mothers and women out there. Um, We are talking today about mums and how awesome mothers are, which doesn't get talked about enough um, in all circles, but especially the disability community. I feel like uh, mums are the unsung heroes. So today we wanted to highlight the mums and the caregivers um, and the pressures that come with that and all that jazz. So mum, What's your favorite thing about being a mother? Yeah, put me on the spot. <laughs> um, I, I was going to say, it's so handy that we actually have a mother here to talk about Mother's Day. Isn't that convenient? You know, I wouldn't be here if, and Dean would be here. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't have a podcast if it wasn't for your mother. That's true. Anyway, um, I mean, it's very cliched, but the best thing about being a mother is getting to watch People grow up and learn, and you know, they tend to be, you know, hopefully, fingers crossed, pretty neat people, and it's wonderful to watch them become even neater adults. So basically, we're plants to you. You're just watching us grow. Yeah, <laughs> except I have to give you nutrients and sunshine. So you're, you're the sun. And bask sunshine on you and all other things. You're the sun, and we are plants. Is the moral of the story? There's got to be more to it than that. Okay, but I, <laughs> I'm sure there right, is. I'm, right, I'm dumbing right, it down a little bit. Obviously. All right, all right. Well, then you just sit over there and be a plant. I will be. <laughs> you guys can just talk. I'll just be here growing leaves out of my head. It's like the Robert Munch book. That's right. Um, yeah. Anyway, Dad, what's the best thing about watching? The woman that you knew and fell in love with become a mother. The thing that I woke up thinking about on Mother's Day was that you're fierce. And I remember, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I'm going to say this anyways, that when when you're a fierce protector is what I mean. And when before we had kids, you were nervous. You weren't sure that you were going to be up to it of being a mom. How good a mom were you going to be? What was I particularly afraid of? <laughs> well, okay, so let's dig into that. What you're afraid of is that you're going to have to be the tough, the bad cop, because I was going to be the fun guy. This is actually therapy. Yeah. Okay, continue. Okay, okay Rain, how did we do? Yeah. Well, actually, yeah, well hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, no. <laughs> this isn't allowed to be put on me. But also, I don't think it's like, a, I don't think bad cop, good cop necessarily have good or bad. Um like yeah yeah well they, they don't necessarily but in the conversation we're having and like neither of you are bad cop dean and i are too angelic for the need of a bad cop <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah everybody's buying that exactly as they should be we're fantastic but it was <laughs> but it was but it was the thing that you were thinking about i mean it was you were thinking oh man you know i'm kind of kind of the serious one and you're like you know Referring to me, I'm the idiot goofball, and and it's you know it's going to be it's all all the discipline and all the tough stuff was going to fall on you, was I think kind of what the fear was. Yeah, that was definitely the fear. I mean, 
I don't think that is quite true. You are still the goofball, but um, I'm not sure that you left all the tough stuff to me. That's good. So maybe it didn't work out exactly as you were fearing it might work out. No, but, and this is where you get into the, the disability world. I mean, I am the one who remembers when Dean needs to get fed, when Dean needs medicine. <laughs> I'm the one. Don't bring that up. <laughs> Dad and I are trying. <laughs> You'd think this far into it we'd know when he gets two boosts or one or water or meds. But apparently even Dad and I's collective brain cells together can't do it all the time. But we're, it's okay. We're trying. We're a work in progress. Points for effort. Right? Yeah, tell yeah. Dean's stomach that. Fucking <laughs> okay, man. Yeah. Oopsie. Um, and... And there's also just a practical reality, of, and this happens to a lot of mothers of disabled kids. They end up sacrificing their job or their work or whatever because somebody has to be there to go to all those appointments. And that was definitely um, felt to me. It made economic sense um, to have you continue to put a roof over our heads and me to do all of those other things. That did mean I was often in the room if Dean was hearing bad news, but we you know, you you work through it. You can't have a you can't have a weak stomach and you can't have a <laughs> uh, a you know, I don't know what the emotional equivalent of a weak stomach is. Um you just have to be able to hear things and process them. I feel like you can't go through a pregnancy and still have a weak stomach after that. I just, I don't. There's, there's a certain element of that, right? Like somebody right. literally grows in you. I feel like at a certain point, you gotta just know that there's a certain level of like tough brain going on. Grossness. <laughs> well, yeah, mm-hmm. but like but, dealing but I, with the grossness. But part of what, part of what happened then? I mean. You know, Ray, we've talked about this a ton as a family is that we we talk a lot about everything and we share and then we, <laughs> everything. And then we decided to share it with you all. Yeah. <laughs> talk so much. We were like, you know who else needs to hear this? Everybody. Everybody. <laughs> but, um, but I mean, without a doubt, yeah. being able to share things with first you and then with Rain and Dean as well. Um, I mean, part of it. Talking about it makes things more normal. Takes it out of the rarefied, this terrifies me realm. I mean, it may still terrify me, but at least I've got, I know I have support and, and, uh, well, yeah, support. Arms to give you hugs. When one of the Always things. Always appreciated. One of the things that we've talked about over the years is sort of this balance of, you know, you know, Rain, I think we want to do a whole podcast putting in the word normal, mm-hmm. right? And and one of the things is, you know, if we think back early on, certainly our parental, you know, angst was, it was just, you know, here we are with a quote-unquote not perfect baby, and you're out there with, I don't know, the rest of the world, and, and you're just feeling nervous and why aren't we like everybody else? And you have all these fears and all these really strange, strange emotions as you're kind of going through it. And how did that make you feel as a mom, like early on? Well, it wasn't, I don't think I had the, why aren't I normal? Why, why isn't my life normal feelings? What I had was, 
I can't participate. You know, I'd be having conversations with my friends, and they're all talking about, you know, going their their kids, you know, running, playing, going to junior kindergarten, you know, learning this, learning that, learning how to ride a bike. These are conversations I couldn't participate in. Right. Just a different level, like different scale of like improvement, but like growing up and hitting like different milestones. Is yeah. Basically. yeah. I mean, as, as their kids hit all these normal milestones, um, you know, there wasn't much I could say. I could sit there and listen to them and try and support them as a friend, but um, that wasn't part of my reality. And I mean, there, it's that that, I mean, a lot of uh, parents, but certainly primary caregivers of disability, of disabled people say it leads to sort of the isolation. Right. When you can't participate in the conversations, you feel isolated. And then it gets worse, you know. They're all taking their kids to some place, and you just can't manage it because of accessibility issues or just general energy or whatever, you just get that much more isolated or feel that much more isolated and and do get isolated. You can't. And, you know, the demands of a medically complicated child mean, no, I can't just say, hey, let's go for a beer. Mm -hmm. I have to be at home even as he got older. Did you find over the years that, you know, with uh, just thinking of all the different parents we've met, have you met other moms? Like, how much easier has that gotten over the years, if at all? Other moms of disabled kids? Yeah, yeah. Like, just in, in terms of that sort of evening itself out and meeting other parents who are hitting kind of similar milestones to what we were experiencing. Yeah, it, I mean, it's certainly easier when you're dealing with somebody who understands, um, you know, then, then it becomes who who has who has the the care that they can go out. Who doesn't? I mean, mm. I I remember just recently going out for a beer with somebody who, you know, she brought her kid. I brought my kid. That's how we had to do it. But it was great. We were able to go out for a beer. How recently was that? <laughs> like two years ago. A year, two years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I just wanted to clarify. Like okay. you weren't out during the pandemic. No. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> recently is like. Sorry, you're right. It was. It was. Rain's like, wait, you guys are going out. No, excuse me. Pardon me. And taking Dean out. No, <laughs> no. This would have probably have been at least two years ago. Yeah. Now I do have to say we did have one epic time when Dean. I don't even know if he was a year yet, and we did go to all of our Queens friends. Will know this. Well, we'll at least appreciate this. We took Dean to Clark Hall Pub. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. Wow. Well, when any when any baby is very little, yeah, it's easy. You can take them everywhere. Yeah, exactly. He was just. We yeah, just had him in the carry on. We took him up, and it doesn't matter how late you stay out because they're they just nap. On, yeah. on and yeah. off, and uh, yeah, I mean, when he, when he was smaller, it was definitely easier. But um, remember when I could put him in a backpack and we took him around like. Lots of places traveling everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Um, but as it, you know, the thing is, they they grow up. They're, yeah. st- they're still here, and uh, they still need care. As a mom in the current societal setup, it's often 
if like the whole family's out of the park, the mom is still the one like keeping an eye on the kids and the dads somehow are off like getting beers. Um, Talking to each other about sports. (laughs) Yes, like obviously that's very stereotypical, but it does often end up being the case. Um, And have you found that that is just like made it harder or easier almost because like moms are still kind of in the caregiver position um long like as long not quite as long but like for a longer period than the dads might be they are you're right but i think the difference is you know now friends of mine who have kids who are 22 they're not watching over those kids they're not having to feed those kids they just shouted them to go eat something yeah um and that's not our reality no um so yeah actually in a a funny way when the when when dean was really little because everybody's talking about milestones and you know first this and first that Mm -hmm. it it was hard then it became more more or less it became easier because everybody's sort of in that we're looking after children mode yeah the care that we had to give Dean is slightly different, but everybody's in that same mode. Uh-huh. And then as Dean got older, became a teenager, you know, through high school, suddenly you realize our friend's role is, is not over, but has changed dramatically in terms of the amount of the amount of physical time that needs to be dedicated to looking after their children and Ours hasn't. So, Rain, okay, so if you're thinking about mom. You pronounce your O's so O-like. You're so mom. Mom. So Which mom. is funny because I mom. would prefer to spell it with a U. Oh, Sam, mom. Just mom. 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 That's you, so, you, you guys are so British. You're so American. Uh, <laughs> man, cuts like a knife. Sorry, Jenny. What American were you going listeners. to ask me? Anyways, what I, well, yeah, what I was going to stumble around and try to ask is, like, what's your perspective of of your mom? Like, how do you how do you look at your mom and think? What do you think of her when you think of mother mummer mother's Mummer, day? <laughs> mother's day. Ba-ba-da. I don't even know if that's super Superman's noise. It's just like the noise I attach to superheroes. Anyway, superhero is first word to mind. You said fierce. I say superhero, which might be two words, might be hyphenated. I don't know. <laughs> Tell me on social media. <laughs> what make, what makes her a superhero in your mind? Um, just the selflessness is it, you know, like, first of all, like, all ways of becoming a mother are completely valid um, in terms of my mom, who had both Dean and I, grew us in her belly. Um, that's already giving up literally your body for us. So there you go. Should I not have told you you were a parasite? <laughs> Um, Bed sharks and parasites. That's another show. They really set me up well. Um, I'm kidding. I love you guys. I love you guys. Um, But, you know, the selflessness from like minute one before you even know we're there, you're already giving over. And then as we continue to grow up from like for Dean and me, you're constantly giving us, you're putting us ahead of yourself. And although I know that that strains you, especially as we're getting older, you're just like, guys, get away. Go do your own thing. I'm trying to do my own thing over here. You will 
still buy us. You'll go grocery shopping, and you'll still help me with homework, and you'll still you'll still do all the things for us, and that is super important. Rain wrote me a very cute Mother's Day <laughs> note, which is beside my desk before she could spell. Yep, and I think it was a grade one, and it grade talked two. about me taking her to hockey tryouts and making her hard math seem easy and basically doing all 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 the things all the all the things and it's one sentence and it's literally five lines wrong and there's no commas no periods because i just believed in running through my words all the time you were, you were writing social media before social media. yeah exactly. You, you, exactly. Had a, you had a lot you had a lot of ideas yes um okay so as we come towards the end of this week's musings um do you one of the things we always talk about with doing this show is we want if there's other parents of disabled kids to hear, you know, who hear this and if they're going to get any sort of comfort or thoughts or learnings from any of our experiences, what might you say to um, another mother of a disabled child um, this Mother's Day? I think, I mean, first of all, I have to be thankful for the support I get not only in this house, but from some of my friends. And I think, I think the hardest thing, when I started writing, a, writing my blog, I thought I was writing about disability issues and you know just sort of talking about it, hopefully talking to other people who had disabilities. What I discovered in the feedback is that most of my friends had no idea what was going on in my head. And they were so thankful for me to express the anxiety, the frustration, the isolation, all of that. And they weren't always clear on what to do about it, but they knew about it. And what you, as a parent to a disabled child, have to do is learn how to ask for the help. Tell them what's going on. Ask for, maybe it's just a cup of coffee. Maybe it's a hug. But it's easier if if you have support. And if you don't have friends or family, there are professional supports out there. Talk it, talk Talk to one of, one of your child's doctors because you know because <laughs> I know they have a lot, and ask. Say yeah. you need somebody to talk to. You need, you know, some some support. It's it's not just a physical journey, a physically draining journey. It's an emotionally draining journey, and you can't. I can't. I don't believe anybody can do it alone. I certainly wouldn't have been able to. Wow. Shout out to moms. Shout out to moms Shout out ever. To all moms. Indeed. Uh, let's give a quick update. Um, including mine. Including yours. <laughs> indeed. Uh, nice save. Um, quick update. Brownie points acquired. We've, we've all got, we've all been fortunate enough in our situation. Now we all have our first vaccine dose, including Dean. So well, things, got it first. Yep. things are seemingly a little safer in, in our world right now, which is great. And... Um, just a Dean update. We did uh, Dean watch. <laughs> <laughs> Bonjour. Hi. <laughs> Sorry, stupid joke. Okay. So um, 
Ejoma, you've been taking Dean to countless um, appointments um, Always. W- with the speech therapist specifically as we've been looking for a new communication device. And, and you, you took on the role today. I took on the role today and it was indeed a fun meeting. Uh, but now Dean is on the path to getting his new, well, he's been on the path for quite a while and now they're going to give us a new device and we're going to go on a whole new journey of communication, work with Dean with switches and a new machine. And I'm excited. And uh, Rain was saying to me, the only way we can commit to this is if we commit to, you know, set times in the day. I'm like, I don't know if your brother's going to go for that. We'll have to just sort of <laughs> yeah, figure it out. Yeah, I set a schedule and dad laughed in my face. Yeah, I said, you know, I think we're just going to have to let him drive the bus, but we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. But we're, yeah, we're, but we're pretty his excited. His buses often don't go very far. They just have really loud music. <laughs> <laughs> on that note. <laughs> yes. On that note, listen, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. And we're, uh, we've got some different ideas for um, some other shows coming up. And we wanted to get something out around Mother's Day, and we're excited to keep going. So, um, and thanks for everybody who's listening. There's lots. Mm-hmm. Of, I, I keep looking at the analytics. It's my new. It's my new. It's it's my new nerd, time suck. Yeah, it's thing. my total nerd thing. I keep looking at it, but really happy to get the feedback and what people are saying. So, uh, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, let me echo what Rain said. Moms, you are superheroes, and don't let anybody tell you anything else. Agreed. Truth. Okay, everybody. We'll we'll see you next time. Thanks a lot. Bye bye. Here at A Bumpy Road, we're all about fostering a community where we share our experiences. We want to hear your stories. If you have an experience to share, get in touch with us through any of our social medias. Follow our Facebook page, A Bumpy Road. We're on Instagram at abumpyroad.podcast and Twitter at abumpyroadpod. Finally, remember to subscribe to A Bumpy Road wherever you get your podcasts and share us with anyone who you think might be interested.